This is exactly right. Forgive me for interrupting. I'm Bridger Weiniger, host of I Said No Gifts on Exactly Right. Each week, I invite my favorite people in comedy over to chat, and they always bring a gift. We're coming up on our 200th episode, and every episode is a gem. I have welcomed all kinds of great guests, including Cola Scola, Bowen Yang, Robbie Hoffman. It goes on and on and on. And you don't want to miss the 200th episode with the great Maria Bamford. What does she bring me? Find out April 25th. New episodes every Thursday. Follow I Said No Gifts wherever you get your podcasts. And welcome. This is my favorite murder. It's a true crime comedy podcast uh, where we tell you horrible things um, and then we just leave you to it. (laughs) And then you have nightmares. Then you're on your own. Sorry. Bye. Sorry. You're all alone in this world. Bye. Yeah. That's us. That's Karen Kilgara. And that's Georgia Harstark. Thank you. Ooh, Harstark. Harstark. You said thank you. (laughs) (laughs) No, thank you, Georgia Hardstark. Can I just say, speaking of this being a true crime po- comedy podcast, I was going to tell you really quickly. Okay. So I saw my mom the other day, and I'm just like at that place in my life where I'm like primed and ready for her to insult me all the time. Sure. Uh, maybe it's on me. I don't know. I think that's moms and daughters. I, yeah. So she's tell. We're at some funeral. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't want to say you it. Buried the lead. I literally we buried my <laughs> uncle. No. Uh, but we're at a thing there's like a distant relative and she's t- you know bragging about me she also has somehow got it in her head that we have the biggest podcast in the world and i just i yep. don't think she wants to be corrected on it i'm sure she does tried uh and then she's like they have the biggest podcast in the world it's a mystery and i was like <laughs> it's not a fucking mystery karen and i worked really hard and she goes no it's a mystery podcast right <laughs> Which I didn't correct her on. I was like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Which is better because she used to think it was a ghost podcast. Oh, that's true. So she's getting closer. She is. She's at least. Uh, <laughs> it's a mystery. <laughs> Fuck you, mom. Mom, I worked. I tried my hardest. It's not a mystery podcast. <laughs> so maybe it's so maybe it's me. Did she let it slide? She acted like. Yeah, she, she like, Was she offended? No, was no, she, she like, was like, oh, you know. Oh, good. good. She didn't get it. That, nice. I, that I was just being a complete dick or she ignored it. Hey, look, though. Look, Janet, that one's on me. Look listen, and listen, Janet. Janet. Sometimes <laughs> it's hard. You get into the patterns. You fucking. Oh, yeah. You hear what you hear exactly. because that's what you think is coming. How do you not hear it? I'm primed and ready for her to insult me in some special way. <laughs> it's a mystery. <laughs> it's <Yeah>. a mystery. <laughs> Jan. Um. How was your week in fucking Hawaii? Dude, I was so in Hawaii. You were I was so like walking around in a bathing suit cover up at the grocery store. <gasps> I was so on vacation that not only did I not have my debilitating and crippling <laughs> crippling body image <laughs> issues, but I was like, fuck you. I was just having it was so gorgeous. That sounds incredible. And you were gone for what, a week and a half? Yeah, it was a long time. Uh-huh. I think it was eight days, right? Yeah. Seven or eight days. Amazing. How many times did I text you? Like, not at all. As you, you were leaving. You just did that one. Just like, how we having a good time. As you were leaving <laughs> last week, you were like, so if anything important comes in, 
can we just wait till I get back? Because you know me. And I'll be like, real quick, do you, is this okay? Do you like this or this? Um, which I know is, uh, you know, that's You're, a big request. And I did it. Yeah, you really did. Yeah. Except for one time when I got a, Lin- a Linda Belcher gif of Linda Belcher dancing and Georgia going, are you having a good time? <laughs> and I was. That was the cool yeah. thing is. I, t- I texted you as a friend, not as a work that's right. business partner. Which I love and appreciate. Mm-hmm. And I think I told you at least one anecdote. Oh, yeah. Um, oh, no, yeah. we had. It was the kind of thing where like I realized I haven't been on vacation. I mean, I've gotten to travel and have a good time, but still had to work. It's a different thing. It's so different when you just get up to nothing uh-huh. and you're with, we were with like four, I think there were four families all together. So it's just a ton of people, that kind of thing where you, no matter how early you get up, someone else yeah. is already up. And like this person's like, I'm going to do, I'm good at breakfast. I'm going to do breakfast. This other person's like, let's go. Everyone want to go grocery shopping? And yes. That's the most fun. It was really, we had a minivan that we'd drive around oh. in. At one point, Robin, so it was us and the Colosingums. And the, oh, Ram- the Colosingums. <laughs> you know the Colosingums. It's Adrian's family. Okay. And the Ramazzi family, which is, we got to stay at Janet Ramazzi's house. And Fourth um, of July is their big holiday. Oh, yeah. So we all got to be there for that. Which was so gorgeous. We were on this beautiful beach. On Kau- in Kauai. Yeah. Uh, when you looked up and down the beach, um, everybody brought their own fireworks. Oh so, and, and we did too, because Gordy, who was, um, the one who told that amazing, told me the amazing at Thanksgiving. So last Thanksgiving is when this whole idea started mm-hmm. because it was kind of like this mishmash Thanksgiving of a bunch of random people who had never had Thanksgiving together before. Mm-hmm. And it, we had the best time. It was super fun. And that's when Jan- Janet was like, we should all do Fourth of July at my house. And that, so we got a second house in her neighborhood. Normally I'd be like, great. And then I would never speak to them again. Exactly. Well, and I kind of had that feeling of like, I don't think I'm really invited, but yeah, it's right. nice. And my sister's like, no, you have to come. It's going to be so great. And then I was like, well, I would love to go. And that it sounds like a dream, but I didn't want to like be invasive. Well, it ended up, I was going to get a hotel room. There, of course, were none because it's Kauai oh, in the yeah. summertime. So anyway, it turned out amazing and it was like, couldn't have felt more welcome. And it was so, it's so fun to be around families. I'm never around. Yeah. You're just like families. laughing at their shit. Isn't it fun to watch a family like interaction yes. and be like, oh, you guys are <laughs> seeing shit that no one else fucking sees. Yeah. Right? And on vacation, it's like, no, there's no, all the moms are like, yeah, I'm, I already made my breakfast. I'm going out <laughs> onto the lanai. Like it was truly every man for itself. I love it. Um, Oh yeah, I was so, uh, Adrian's husband Robin started having Nora drive from Your our 11 one, year old niece. The 11 year old niece driving from one, um, <gasps> rental house to the other. He, she oh, was sitting okay. in his lap. She was only doing the steering, Cute. but, but she was fully steering the minivan with all of us in it. She's going to remember that for the rest of her life. She was giggling so hard at one point. She turned all the way around to look at everybody and everyone goes, turn around. <laughs> it was like, it was just a bunch of stuff like that. Yeah. So fun. Also one night, they started playing drinking games in the garage and they were, they taught us how to play baseball, which is some crazy, like it's basically quarters, but advanced yeah. because now everyone does like quarters with ping pong balls and cups and shit. No clue. I didn't go to college, so I have no fucking idea. Right. Same here. I've never even heard of it. Yeah. It's just a, it's basically like throwing ping pong balls into cups. And, okay. but then if you steal a base, then you have to do that cup flipping thing. Yeah, yeah. You know how the kids were really into cup flipping? I'm good at cup flipping. Are you really? I say that. And not knowing for sure if I am, <laughs> but I think I am. It's, it was just funny how all the 
over 40s adapted because yeah. it's like i've got four beers in me and i want to kick your ass yeah. it was like the competitive little shit over. <laughs> it was like suddenly everybody was 19 i love it and it was it yeah it was a total joy but on fourth of july as you looked up and down this beach like as the sun was setting people just started kicking off mm. their piccolo peats mm -hmm. and so it just as far as the eye could see was just little fireworks it was mm. the coolest best like, trip so like dreamy yeah you know? and so relaxing like i didn't realize how much i needed to just plain relax and do nothing and kind of like just go to the beach and yeah. sit around and, and tomorrow well there's nothing too i was our mind advanced therapist don't worry we're fine we're just we, <laughs> we're learning how to communicate effectively sure um tell please give me some tips when you're done <laughs> <laughs> we didn't know how badly we were like we're like let's just i'm so preemptive therapy girl so yep. like, let's just go and we'll learn some shit because there were some like you know communication shit and then we're like oh fuck this would have gone like our marriage would have been over in 10 fucking years if we hadn't figured this shit out yes it's the hardest yeah like it's the we key and men and women everything do it wrong. very differently right well yeah. he was telling us because we're going to fucking hawaii next week but we're going for three nights and our therapist basically was like what is wrong with you 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 have a brain change when you go for more than like five or six days You're, yeah like something clicks in your you know that you know that the next day is nothing and the next day is vacation it changes like you know can you tack some days on no but i think we'll go somewhere else later oh okay yeah because it's very true like we i started calling it vacation brain because people would ask me something very basic about my own life and i'd be like um <laughs> I, don't know. I don't know ask me later <laughs> like truly it felt like my brain's like no we're gone for the weekend <laughs> we're you just need like a rest yeah especially like this our past year has been really fucking hard and insane and I think we haven't been able to acknowledge it because we would have broken. Yeah. Like, like a it was, spinning top. And it's like, don't stick a fucking thing in it. What's no, let, you got to let that thing spin and keep spinning it. And yeah. We so still can't tell you guys the things we've been doing that are going <laughs> to like, we're going to be able to tell you hopefully in the next month. And they're big and they're really fun. And some of them are so exciting that I really, really wish I could tell you right Me now. Me too. A lot. I'm mouthing it to Georgia. What is it? Huh? <laughs> Paul Owens? Who's that? <laughs> Say it again. Oh! 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 Oh my god, you guys would die! You guys would die. You're going to die soon. Don't worry. Apologies to Paul Owens, whoever that is. Paul Owens, I miss you so much. Um... <laughs> Uh, I'm really I'm good at flippy cups. I'm bad at mouth reading. <laughs> apparently, we're gonna work on it. Okay. Uh, yeah, we we have fun stuff to tell you and things that we've been working very hard on. And yep. uh, but also, it's hard. I think we are very similar in that way. It's hard for us to relax. Yeah, I've I feel like I've been in this mode for quite some time. So relaxing is as upsetting as being stressed. Yeah, out I'm not of me. the personality as someone who can chill out. Like no. even when I if I'm going to watch a movie on TV or whatever the fuck, I have to like do my sewing projects, paint my fucking nails. Like yeah. I have to clean out a drawer. I can't just chill. That's the beauty of ADD. <laughs> Conversely, that's the beauty of Ho Hawaii, right. the Hawaiian islands, right? Because everyone there goes real slow, and they're not going to speed up for your crazy California Me ass specifically. Not you specifically. <laughs> Anybody? The, everybody's just like, yeah, we don't do it that I way like here, it. and I'll it's try. really cool. I'll do my best. It also smells. The air smells yeah. beautiful, and it's insanely clean. We'll see how it fucking goes. You're gonna love it. 
I'm really excited. It just unwinds your spine. Yeah. It's it's very, very good for you. Unwind your spine, Unwind man. your spine, Lizzie Oh, are you going to read that to me? Yes. Okay. Okay, so we got this email that is number one. It is number one. Oh, my God. I'm excited. I don't know it yet. And you were laughing out loud. I, I lost my mind a little bit. The subject line is John Wayne Gacy is a fucking fraud. <laughs> Hi. So I work with correctional officers all over the state of Illinois. And sometimes I get really good stories from them about how horrible inmates can be. Hell yeah. Par- parenthetically. So much thrown pee. Oh, darling pee. That's rough. And every once in a while, a story, the story I want about infamous murderers. I was talking to some officers from Maynard Correctional Center, or Menard, sorry, uh, which formerly housed John Wayne Gacy. After I brought him up, parentheses, no shame, they told me he was not a bad inmate, considering, but they did tell me the following that I had to share with you guys. Uh 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 So apparently all the paintings that Gacy sold while he was in prison weren't done by him. Oh my God! (laughs) The fucking scoop of the goddamn century? He had like an assembly line of inmates in his art class that would all contribute. For example, one would do the trees and one would do the creepy clown face etc Gacy frequently only contributed his signature to the whole thing I was told that when these paintings were sold for stupid amounts of money he gave money to each inmate that worked on it well that's kind of nice I I really don't know how it all worked um, and how it was even allowed in prison but the, but shit, the 80s were a different ball game. Yeah. They, they sure were. Uh-huh. I got to give credit for Gacy's entrepreneurial spirit, <laughs> even though he's a fraudulent, sick fuck. I just wonder if he made the inmates working on his paintings call him Colonel. Oh Stay sexy. Don't trust serial killers. Works of art. B. Well, I kind of love that because we always talk about don't like how gross that is yeah like yeah. we don't want excuse me we're not this can wine's making me burp. we're not <laughs> obsessed with serial killers you know we are obsessed with stories and yeah. so people think that we are obsessed and i just love that it's like oh you bought a john wayne gacy painting sucks to be you motherfucker i just never understood when that kind of that seemed to kick up in the 90s a little bit mm-hmm. um and i do remember i did have a t-shirt with a huge picture of ed gein's face on the front of it that i got at ek on vermont that um, is like but that's like um you know like only certain people would know what it is yes you know yes back the then store. it felt very um you know underground it felt uh, edgy it felt, yeah edgy and like um subversive yeah is that the word you're looking no for? but i like that oh. one better than okay. what i was thinking <laughs> uh was it edgy no um esoteric esoteric's good yeah i love that word um but point being uh, i never wore it i bought it because i was like i know who it is and i want credit from Mm -hmm. like the other comics that i know that are into serial killers but i don't want to walk around with ed gein's face right but it always freaked me out that people would want a piece of one of those people in their home it's like how much that that's like the definition of bad vibes. Yeah, is the artwork. If you believe in ghosts or car- or like yeah vibes and shit. Yeah, like that that John Wayne Gacy would be putting his. You know, it's your internal. Your the yeah. artwork is like your internal. <laughs> what? <laughs> You're tripping, man. Man, I'm still on island time. Have you been Have you been sniffing jailhouse paint <laughs> fumes and shit? Um. Yeah. I wonder. This is just one more uh, terrible blow to Johnny Depp's mm. um whole financial. He's in so many. Did you read the Rolling Stone article about Johnny Depp? Recent. Yeah. No. About his financial shit? Oh, yes. That he, that he spe- spends like $500,000 a month or something. On wine? <laughs> oh, bro. It was it was funny. I, d- I did read the thing where recently he punched somebody in the face on, on the movie set. 
Good for him. No, the locations okay. manager. It's terrible. You say good. Good, good for, for him. No, I'm totally. That poor location manager is just like, I just want to do my job without getting punched by Johnny Depp. Yeah, I make, uh, let's see, eight million less dollars than yep. you. So how about you keep your fucking hands over there? Yeah. Yeah. Bro. Do we have any housekeeping? Housekeeping. Housekeeping. Fan cult. What's up? We're getting, uh, you're, we're posting weekly videos and and we're posting live shows and we're about to come out with an exciting new merch line yeah like really soon we've got a couple things in the chamber (laughs) like we keep saying we'll be but we do we we just have to organize ourselves and deliver it but some really good ideas also last night on twitter i started posting (laughs) it was really late i was just kind of in a weird place and i was thinking about all the hotel rooms i loved on our last Actually, a couple of tours. Mm-hmm. So I just started posting pictures of hotel rooms that I've loved. Oh, my God. And people are like, I want to see all of these. So, like, I feel like that's for this fall tour I'm going to do. I'm going to keep a hotel room diary. I love it. Um, because some t- a lot of the times we just stay at w- wherever the place is that's, like, mid-level. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or whatever. We don't always splurge some like kind crazy. kind of extended stay place. Yeah, exactly. Um but sometimes, like on the European tour, we splurged in a couple places where it was like, I can't even believe. it was Karen's birthday, you guys. It don't call my, us snobs. Don't call us sluts. Yeah. And it was her birthday. So I had to stay somewhere nice, too. I can't be staying at a fucking, you know, no offense. Right, I actually. <laughs> yeah, let's not name names. <laughs> I, that? I actually, we get an offer from the like days in. They're like, yeah. we heard you talk shit about. We'd love to work with you. Um, I actually asked Vince if he would make you stay somewhere bad while I stayed somewhere good. He said no. Oh, because he'd have to stay there with me. Yeah. <laughs> so we fought for your love. Oh, bring that to the therapist. <laughs> Doug, look how much he loves me. <laughs> Doug proof. Doug. Um, yeah, I don't. I don't even remember the last time we recorded, so I can't I think either. of any. <gasps> yes, I do. Yes, I do. Oh, corrections corners. Yes. Here we go. Do you know the one I'm going to say? I I think I have one and you have one. Okay, you go first. I can't remember mine, so you (laughs) go first. (laughs) This is, I would say, could it be our sloppiest? Uh, So far, so good. So far, so bad. Yeah. So we do have a correction. I I have a corrections corner. Um, And luckily, I love that this is how everyone now gives us our corrections the nicest, sweetest way Uh possible. Uh (laughs) So... And this one feels especially dumb to me, but um, for, on my part. Uh, so Bambi uh, wrote to us and wrote, uh, even though Karen and Bjork wore it before Rihanna, Bantu knots have been around for a long, long time. No shade intended, just info, where I was like, oh, thank you, Bambi. Oh, my God, that was so nice of you. But uh, if I intimated in any way that I thought Bjork invented those, yeah. it makes me feel so stupid because in no way did I think that. So thank you um, so much uh, for <laughs> the fact that Bambi wrote no shade was was <laughs> so heartwarming to me because I was like, we get, I mean, like I can so take shade. shade. Yeah. You can serve up the shade if you're pissed. But anyway, so thanks for that. Good job, Bambi. Yeah, thanks, Bambi. If you're like me, you're always looking for a story to dive into. Whether it's a family drama or a mystery to solve, the key to getting hooked is the details. I need rich visuals and intricate storylines, and June's Journey has that and more. June's Journey is a mobile mystery game that follows June Parker, a daring young woman, on a quest to uncover the truth about her sister's murder. This is your chance to test your detective skills because you'll play the game as June herself. 
Explore beautifully designed scenes from the 1920s, like lavish estates and gardens. And don't forget to keep an eye out for hidden clues. There are twists, turns, and catchy tunes, all leading you deeper into the thrilling storyline. And if you play well enough, you could make it to the detective club. There, you'll chat with other players and compete with or against them. June needs your help, but watch out. You never know which character might be a villain. Shocking family secrets will be revealed, but will you crack the case? Find out as you escape this world and dive into June's world of mystery, murder, and romance. It's all just one tap away. Discover your inner detective when you download June's Journey for free today on iOS and Android. That's June's Journey. Download the game for free on iOS and Android. Goodbye. There's something about the sound of an old-timey cash register that really takes me back. I know. It sounds like someone is about to hand me an ice cream cone, but it also sounds like we just sold some merch. That's right. And if you're a Shopify user like us, you know that this sound means you just made a sale. Shopify has helped millions of businesses sell their products online, but did you know they also offer the same support for brick and mortar stores? From accepting payments to managing inventory, they have everything you need to sell in person. So give your point of sale system a serious upgrade with Shopify. Shopify POS tracks sales across all your locations. That way you'll always know what you have in stock and where. They also provide reliable tech that fits your unique retail needs, like turning a tablet into a credit card reader. And if you're looking to reach new customers, check out Shopify's marketing tools. They're easy to use and they integrate with all social media platforms. With Shopify, we have a powerful partner for managing our sales. And if you're a business owner, you can too. Do retail right with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period today at shopify.com murder. And here's the important note, that promo code is all lowercase. So go to shopify.com slash murder and take your retail business to the next level. That's shopify.com slash murder. Again, don't forget the code is all lowercase. Goodbye. <laughs> Who goes first this week? Uh, if we're going by the live show, then Karen would go first. Mm. Did I go first the week before? Uh, Do you want to go first? No. No. Why did you whisper, damn it? Because I'm drinking my uh, canned wine and I have to slow down on the canned wine. If oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, right. it's fine. Go first. Okay. Okay. I don't know why. I'm a, I'm a like get it out of the way person with everything. Oh, I see. Let's just get shit out of the way. That's going to be fun on vacation. Oh, it's great. <laughs> I'm great. I'm really chill. Uh, well, so... Because I can't let go of being uh, in Hawaii. Uh, actually, while we were there, Mary Ramazzi, who mm-hmm. is, um, it was her mom's house that we were staying at, listens to the podcast, Hi, Mary. And she was like, How, have you ever done a Hawaiian serial killer? Mm. And at first I said no. Then I remembered there was um, mm-hmm. Randall, I'm not going to be able to remember his last name, but he's the guy that ex- escaped from the mental hospital and actually made plane. it to like, yeah. he made it to California. Right. Um, and Went to his was, brother's house or some shit. Yeah, yeah. exactly. He was ex- extremely scary. Um but I was like, are there any? Because, of course, at the time, we're, like the palm trees were swaying yeah. in the background. And Here? we're just like, there's no way. Why would anyone? Well, then I Wikipedia it. Mm. And there was one. It's still a cold case. Mm. The, ha- the case of the Honolulu Strangler. Mm. All right. So I don't have to tell, I think, most people about Hawaii. Um, <laughs> are, that we're not great most state. people, Karen. <laughs> First of all, it's a state. Let's just start there. Um uh, 
so Hawaii uh, obviously has always been this gorgeous tourist um, destination. It is, if you haven't been, I her, I highly suggest mm. that you go to really any of the islands, mm-hmm. including Molokai. Mm-hmm. It used to be a leper colony. <gasps> now there's about 11 people that live there. My sister's gone um, because we have like distant family what? that lived there. It's like my cousin's wife's sister's wow. family. And my sister said it's incredible and like very remote and you it's just that thing where when you go on vacation in Hawaii you really are just gone mm-hmm. you're out in the middle of the ocean Dude. and it's it's ama- it's an amazing experience so anyway um so it was a huge uh vacation destination in the 50s and then it had this resurgence in the 80s because after in like the 60s and 70s the tourism had fallen off it was huge for so long Mm -hmm. and then like everything you know there was the recession and people Mm -hmm. started staycationing Mm -hmm. with no name or cute buzzfeed columns about it um (laughs) they just didn't go anywhere and lined up for gas it was just called don't fucking go anywhere it was called we're fucking broke yeah if you want to go into nature stand outside um but um by the mid 80s, it was ramping back up again. The island of Oahu, which is where Honolulu is. So I'm not going to act like a total expert because we like, you know, I think when I was growing up, I just thought of Hawaii as Honolulu. Yeah, right. It's just like there was a picture on our refrigerator of my grandma in the 50s standing in front of a big pink hotel mm. in Honolulu wearing a lei. Oh, and it yeah. was like that was the shit that yeah, was yeah. like the american dream totally but in the in the 80s it came back so that you there were people like baseball shirts that said hawaii 82 on the front of them uh-huh. remember those tourism shirts where it was like the year yeah. it looked like a football shirt but yeah. it was like hawaii 82 i remember like it was like the, it was like where are you gonna live hawaii like it was like the place to be and i remember someone at school saying that all the drinking fountains had pineapple juice in them and i was like <laughs> oh my god that's it's so like you know, that's like what paradise it was it was like truly paradise pineapple juice and all the water fountains i was just like blown away although i have to say the first time i visited hawaii um with my ex uh we sat and ate fresh pineapple mm. and triscuits and cheese for like mm. a week straight that's all i was like this i'm fine and trop you know you know the tropical snack of triscuits and cheese <laughs> triscuits and cheese i was like here's my protein <laughs> yeah got a grain and now it's just pineapple 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 Goodbye. so amazing um so uh okay so in the 80s one of the main reasons tourism kicked up again and also there was um military personnel and people coming to work at telecom companies so all these people there was an influx of people coming into the state of hawaii um Ten and a half million people visited the islands during this time, mm. and this uh, all before the stock market crash of '87, which oh, I, right. I didn't know existed. All right, '87. Uh, we can't get into sto- the stock market right now. It's I can't. Not, this is not a stock you. market podcast, guys. <laughs> Could you imagine if I just started? It was a bull and bear market. You're just like what? <laughs> huh? Uh, you don't know how to pronounce city names, but you can talk about the stock market. The crash of '87. Um, but it was so for Hawaii huge for the economy great for business but of course because with all those people brought the influx and increase of robberies rapes and violent crimes stop it and 
um, up until this point, as far as they knew, there had never been a serial killer wow. on the island. As far as, like, in yeah. terms of the police ever knowing about it. On May 29th, 1985, Vicki Purdy, um, she leaves home around six o'clock. She's going to go out clubbing with her friends and mm-hmm. she's going to, you know, go dancing and drinking. Essentially, she's a she is a tourist or she lives there. She lives there. OK. With her husband. Uh, and she's going to go into Waikiki okay. and go drinking and dancing with her friends. Okay. So the husband stays at home and she's going to go Get out a girl. and party. Party. <laughs> she parks her car at a place called the Shorebird Hotel. Um. She ends up calling her friends. She doesn't meet up with her friends um, until she calls them at 10 p.m. And uh, she tries to make a plan of meeting up with them. But they th- she never shows up and they never see her Mm-mm. or hear from her again. Her husband, Gary, she doesn't at midnight when when she's not home, her husband starts to worry and she has a pager. Mm-hmm. He starts paging her in over 85. and over. Yeah. Wow. But she never answers. Oh. And the last person to see her alive is a cab driver who dropped her off at the Shorebird Hotel to pick up her car at midnight. So she had gone somewhere, but it wasn't to meet her friends. Uh, yeah. They're, they're not sure. Like her... her f- weird. Yeah. So in the morning... Get, he pages her and pages her, goes to sleep, assumes she's just going to get home late. Um, in the morning, he sees that she's never come home mm. and he's frantic. So he goes into Waikiki to look for her himself. Mm-hmm. Um, and he finds her car at the Shorebird Hotel. Her keys and purse are gone. There's nothing uh, like of her own in the car, but there's a dent in the car that was not there when mm. she had left um, the day before. Oh, no, a dent. And then... The next morning, Gary's worst fears come true. Vicky's <gasps> body is found in the Keehi Lagoon. Oh. Um, she was wearing the yellow jumpsuit and the red belt that she was wearing when she left the house the night before. Her arms are bound behind her <gasps> back and she has been raped and strangled. Oh. So she had been working at a video store. So her husband Gary tells police he thinks it's related to her work because the video store has an adult mm-hmm. bookshop connected to it. Bookshop, okay. And and six months before Vicky started working at this video store, there was a double murder. What? At, yeah, at that location. Ultimately, the police decided it was a coincidence and it didn't have anything to do with it, with her murder. But I think that's insane. Well, like, it, we don't know what the double murder was. It was just. What's that? Like, we don't know what the double murder was? No. Okay. I think it was a cab driver. (laughs) So, eight months later, 17-year-old Regina Sakamoto leaves for school at Waipahu. And, of course, I apologize for all... These pronunciations are some of the hardest. You're trying so... Like, you're I'm trying my best. I can tell. And I think that they should cut you a break. Well, I did look up Ke'ihi... That lagoon, mm-hmm. I, I watched a news reporter from Hawaii say it about 29 times. But it's still, when you look at it, yeah. you just doubt it because, you know, um, there's so many E's. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so Waipaihu High is where she was. Um, it's her senior year. She plans to go to uh, Hawaii Pacific University that fall. And her younger brother, Omar, um, describes her as a fun-loving person and someone everyone looked up to. So... On January 14th, 1986, it's 7.15 in the morning, and she calls her boyfriend from a phone booth Mm -hmm. to tell him she's missed her school bus and that she's going to be late for school. And that's the last time Mm -hmm. anybody hears from her. 
So mm-hmm. that next morning, mm-hmm. her body is found by fishermen a mile away from where Vicky Purdy's body was found in the Ke'ehi Lagoon. Oh um, Regina's body is naked from the waist down. Again, hands <gasps> bound behind her back. She's been raped and strangled. And except for that location, only a mile away, it's a it's the exact copy of Vicky yeah. Purdy's murder. How how far apart were these two? The location? No, no, the time. Eight months. Okay. Yeah. Fuck. Yeah. So then two weeks after that. Two weeks, okay. On January 30th, 21-year-old Denise Hughes is on her way to work. So she lives in a neighborhood called Pearl City, which is north of uh, Honolulu. And she is a secretary... She works for a phone company and commutes to work by bus. And Denise's mom um, told her she, she thought that Pearl City was too remote, uh, too far away. There weren't enough people that lived there. Mm-hmm. And she didn't like the fact that she would commute by bus and wait at that bus stop by herself. Mm-hmm. So her mom told her, wait until the last second when you know the bus is coming and then go out to the bus stop. Mm-hmm. Um so that you're not just standing around by yourself. Okay. And that's normally what she did. Mom, good idea. Yeah. But that day, January 30th, 1986, Denise never shows up for work. Mm. And two days later, three teenage uh, teenagers are crabbing mm. near the Moana Lua stream, which is two miles upstream from the Ke'ehi Lagoon. And they come across something that's wrapped in blue material in the water. Mm-mm. Yeah. It's the body of Denise Hughes. And again, her ha- hands were bound behind her back she'd been raped and strangled but because her body was in the water it had a lot more decomposition Mm -hmm. um uh but all three women so far have been found south of their homes by the honolulu airport (gasps) and close to if not in water so the police can no longer dismiss that these murders aren't connected yeah and the way the bodies like are still bound behind their hands behind their back yep rape everything about the mo is is so matching how creepy so but up until this point the hawaiian authorities have never dealt with a serial killer to the point where when they finally make um when they talk about it in the paper they have to explain what serial killer means wow that's how untouched the community had been up until that point in the mid 80s um so the honolulu police set up a serial killer task force um that will eventually over over that year it grows into um consisting of 27 people and they actually end up enlisting the help of the fbi and the green river killer task Mm. force yeah they were really smart they like reached out to all the right places but they have nothing to work with almost nothing to work with because when the bodies are in the water there's no blood evidence yeah and it was before dna evidence right um was you know in the in the four in any way right it's just such a new concept in general to everybody because so police make this announcement and they think at least two of the women possibly could have accepted rides from strangers while they were waiting at these bus stops um and because of that um the authorities caution all women um not to against taking rides Mm -hmm. or hitchhiking at all good for them for like you know not hiding it and being instead being like yes like safety first of yeah i mean it should be like men stop killing women of course we know that but in addition to that but since we know that's never that's a note that won't be taken apparently right um but what they do tell women to do is that travel in groups Mm -hmm. wear clothing that they can move quickly in Mm -hmm. which i think is kind of amazing because i've always been a big believer in runnable shoes Mm -hmm. like 
high heels are fine for when you're indoors and looking pretty uh-huh. but it, like you know uh that makes me happy there's like wear clothing that would allow freedom the freedom to move quickly uh-huh. don't carry packages so huh. don't don't be bundled up and weighed down with stuff and don't get close to cars that approach you asking for directions uh-uh. so they got real specific with warning people and they said they told women quote if you feel like you're being followed trust your gut <gasps> which is rad yeah um they even set up a sting using undercover police women Whoa. around the Honolulu airport, but nothing ever came of it. Shit. Yeah. So about six weeks later, on March 26th, 25-year-old Luis Medeiros um, from Waipahua, she um, leaves the island of Oahu, and she's going to visit her family on Kauai. That's where I was. Oh, yeah. Um, so... Louise's mother had died recently and she has to go there for the reading of the will. But she um, she has two kids and she's three months pregnant. So she's trying to make it the fastest possible trip because she left her two kids with her boyfriend and she's just like, I got to get back. Her family wants her to wait until morning so that she doesn't have to take the bus from the airport late at night but louise is like no i have to get back as soon as possible Mm. when she gets off her airplane in honolulu she disappears (gasps) and a week later on april 2nd louise's body is found at the north end of the keihi keihi lagoon she is naked from the waist down her hands are bound behind her back and like the three victims before her, she's been sexually assaulted and strangled. Oh, my God. So the whole MO is the same. Yeah. Um, and then three weeks after that. Jesus. Yeah. On April 29th, 36-year-old Linda Pesci leaves for work in her car. So she also works for a phone company. She's recently been promoted there. She's a single mother devoted to her daughter. She has a roommate. And she tells the roommate, tonight I have a meeting, so I'm going to be home later than normal. Mm -hmm. When Linda doesn't arrive home, the next by the next morning uh-huh. the roommate's really concerned she calls up and finds out linda left work at 6 30. Uh-uh. Mm-hmm. her roommate calls the police because she knows that linda would never go anywhere without her daughter yeah That's just it would never happen yeah um uh and linda's car is found on the nimitz highway at the northeastern end of the keehi lagoon Shit. um and it from what the police put together they figure that her car broke down <gasps> Uh, half a mile from a bus stop. No. Yep. So they immediately call a pref- press conference. They warn the community that Linda is now considered a, a missing person. And they tell women not to leave their car if it breaks down. If your car breaks down yeah. on the side of the road, stay inside of it with the door locked. Um, and then the police say, which is very touching and sad, this involves everybody's wives, everybody's girlfriends, and everybody's daughters. Oh. We have lost our innocence as a community. How terrifying. It's And also when you go over there, it's so tiny. Yeah. I mean, it really is a community. Yeah. Everybody knows each other uh, on all these islands. I yeah. mean, I, I can't speak for Oahu, but the places I've been, which is Maui and Kauai, it really seems like you're coming into a neighborhood. Yeah. It's not like, you know, a whole island. It's just yeah. a little neighborhood. Yeah. Um, where people like wave to each other as they drive by. Sure. Four days later... And this is where it gets fucking weird as hell. Okay. 
A 43-year-old mechanic calls the police and tells them that a psychic told him <gasps> that Linda Pesci's body was located in a place called Sand Island. Oh, shit. And he tells police that he followed the directions that the psychic gave him uh-huh. and that he thinks he found the body. Oh. And he also explains he knows Linda Pesci because she tried to sell him a pager one time um, so that they, they had had a connection at one point. Fishy. Uh-huh. So... Um, police check Linda's appointment book and they see that this mechanic's name is actually Anna's information is in her appointment book and she had written it in there the day she disappeared. So oh my God. they go to Sand Island. The authorities go to Sand, Sand Island with this mechanic and he shows them around the whole island. I don't know how big it is. I imagine yeah, yeah. it's some little place. It's but the size of a grain of sand. I'm not... <laughs> I'm not sure. He walks him around the whole island, avoiding one mm. spot. And then he's like, oh, I guess it's not here. When police mm. check out that spot, that's where they find Linda Pesci's body. Dude. She is face down, covered in dirt, and there's a concrete block on top <gasps> of her, and she's been raped and strangled. Oh, my God. So, meanwhile, when, when she went missing, the police actually put up a roadblock, and they started asking, they stopped commuters and asked them about what they saw the night that Linda's car broke down yeah, yeah. on the side of the road. And um, one witness said that she saw a Caucasian or a mixed-race man in his 30s or early 40s driving a light-colored American-made van that had black lettering on it. Mm. And they were seen, he was seen in his van on the side of the road with Linda and her broken down car. The mechanic fit the description. The mechanic that brought them to Sand Beach mm-hmm. fits the description of this guy. The, the mechanic that brought them to Sand Beach has a light-colored American-made van with black lettering on it. He's 43 years old. Dude. He's, like, right in there. And he lives in the Iwa Beach, E-W-A, Iwa Beach area, um, which actually the task force... Had, you know when they do that thing where they yeah, do, yeah. like, a, with a... Uh, compass or whatever and it's like this is the area they'll yeah. probably live because it's like right in the vicinity in the middle of yes all. yes like that so he was right in that spot iwa beach was right in that area i'm sure some fbi profiler i don't know specifically that's who it is but they had basically figured that he worked at an air cargo company or a place near or at the airport on lagoon drive police figured that he worked at the airport or nearby the airport i was gonna guess the airport the yeah the 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 mechanic who called them and talked about the psychic mm-hmm. worked at an air cargo company um, near the airport on Lagoon Drive, the which is the road that runs along the Kitty Hey Lagoon. Dude, yes, this guy has no prior record, but he does have relationship is- issues. Yeah, I mean, well, don't we all? They start to surveil this guy, and they see they catch him trying to scrape the letters off of his <gasps> van. Yeah. On May 9th, six days after he had led the police to Linda's, Linda Pesci's body, um, they bring the mechanic in for questioning. He sits in the interrogation room from eight o'clock until three in the morning. Jesus. Barely moving, arms crossed, head down. He won't say a word. That's the creepiest thing I've ever heard. Mm -hmm. They give him a polygraph. He fails it. Mm -hmm. But the police know that they only have circumstantial evidence that basically it's just eyewitnesses. And, so they go and talk to his ex-wife and his girlfriend, um, both of whom tell police that this guy is into bondage, specifically tying hands behind the back. Dude. Yeah. Uh, also, the girlfriend 
says that they got into fights and he stormed out of the house no. on, on the nights that these girls went missing. No. Yes. So they, um, but again, this is all hearsay and he said, she Can said. Can you imagine realizing that when you're like, put the nights together and you're like, Ugh. the slow burn reveal yeah. of this person is not, not only who, not who I think it is, but perhaps a complete monster. Yeah. Oh! Yeah. So, of course, of course, <laughs> word, I don't know what's happening to me. A horse is a horse. A horse is a horse, of course, of course. Right. He lawyers up and never talks to police again. They go to the DA saying we have all this, but it's all circumstantial. And the DA says, if we take this to trial, we yeah. will lose and he'll be gone forever. Sure. When the mechanic walked out the police station door, the local press was there waiting and someone asked if he knew Linda Pesci and he started to say, I haven't talked to, then he stopped talking. And what does that mean? He realized he should not be saying anything to the press at all. What was he going to say? But he basically started to give an answer. <gasps> I haven't talked to, and L then Linda since the day I killed her. I mean, so <clears throat> months after this, a woman okay. comes forward and says, and she ends up, she says she saw a man by the side of the road. And the woman broke down car, the whole thing. They put a, a photographic lineup in front of her and she picks the mechanic out. Are you kidding? Well, but maybe she saw him on the news months later. Like, that's weird, right? Well, but here's the thing. She will not testify because this is like an actual eyewitness. But she says when as as she passed, he turned and looked her right in the eye and she was so scared. She's positive if she testifies, he'll kill her. That's how scared, like scary he was. Oh my God. Did you see his picture? Is he? Uh... I, I see. I did see a picture, of course, transition lenses. So he looks like every, he looks like any of those Serial dudes. killers. Yeah. Yes. Like a Dahmer style. Yes. Skinny. No, he had kind of a round face. It was just like. But um, yeah, I mean, yeah. it could it could completely be circumstantial and he just got caught up sure. and it's not him. Um, no, he ended up uh, they continue to surveil him. He then goes to the Midwest. They call wh whatever state he goes to mm -hmm. and they continue to surveil him um, while he's there. They call the FBI. Mm -hmm. They follow him to the FBI follows him to Europe twice. What the Fuck. He then moves back to the east. He comes back, goes to the east coast. They continue surveilling him. Them, they never catch him doing anything. They never see anything suspicious. Nothing at all. He ends up dying in two thousand three. What the fuck? So in twenty sixteen, the Honolulu police said that they're stepping up cold case and old yeah. cold cases and investigations, which is what everyone's doing yeah. now, which is amazing. And they're, they're afraid that the, they want to retest the DNA they have on file. They're not sure if it's still viable because yeah. it's from almost 40 years ago. No, we, we, we're fine with that. We, <laughs> we, us, uh, us DNA experts, uh huh, like me, you, you can make it work. We can make it work. Okay, good. But they, they, they say that they consider all cases open until the suspect is identified or caught. But not, but another one didn't happen after that. Correct. It all stopped after that. It was him. Uh, and that is the story. <gasps> That's it. 
of the Honolulu Strangler. There's, there's not that much about it because it's like yeah. the classic cold case. But there was um, Case File has an episode about it. Okay. Which uh, that guy couldn't be more detailed or awesome. So yeah. I'm sure there's there's more stuff in there. And then I did find there is an ID channel, of course. Mm-hmm. If you Google the Honolulu Strangler, there's yeah. an IG channel. There's an episode of a show called something. Yeah. It's like a bunch of bunch of cases i think profile and yes. this is one of them and it's one of them oh my god you can look when you google it yeah, you yeah. can find a couple things but wow that's awful i've yeah. never heard of it i've never heard of it i mean it's yeah it's crazy yeah um also just when those when it is such a classic serial killing case yeah and there's no it's couldn't even be like it's not it's not far apart like the first one there's eight months but then it's just like this once a month or every two weeks that's like it's classic serial killer like this guy's just driving around hunting at night i mean and then like his ex-girlfriend who's just like yeah every time we got in a fight that was the night i mean yeah oh yeah so many coincidences right but they but they aren't shit dude yeah that's fucked up yep oh okay good job hmm Thank you. All right. Give me one second. Georgia, have you ever been blown away by the most simple dish at a restaurant, like perfectly scrambled eggs? Oh, my God. Yes, Karen. And then all I want to do is make that dish at home and eat it every day. Well, you probably could as long as you have the chef's secret ingredient made in cookware. Made in was created to bring restaurant quality performance kitchenware to home chefs around the world. For years, they've built their business by supplying restaurants and top chefs with high-end cookware. Some of Tom Colicchio's most treasured dishes at his restaurant craft are made in Maiden. Whether you're cooking for professional critics or just the critics you live with, your meals will benefit from the quality of made in products. Like their carbon steel cookware, it combines the best of both cast iron and stainless steel clad, so it's rugged enough for grills or an open flame. It's the MVP of summer cookouts and cook-ins. What I really love about made-in cookware is that it actually makes something like having a Memorial Day barbecue much more convenient because you can keep everything on the grill if you need to throw, say, a pan of garlic up on the top while you're grilling your steaks on the bottom. It's strong enough, durable enough to do that. If you want to take your cooking to the next level, remember what so many great dishes have in common. They're all made-in, made-in. Save up to 25% this Memorial Day from May 18th through May 27th when you visit madeincookware.com That's M-A-D-E-I-N cookware.com Goodbye Did you see that? No (laughs) (laughs) When will you accept that I wear glasses? Put that down I, and I'll do, we'll do an eye test. Put I have a down. problem where I always think Karen, I always think I don't hide my shit enough. And I think Karen is going to know five seconds before I tell her what murder I'm doing. I feel like, was your sister or brother sneaky with you? Did they do weird shit, like trick you into things? That's all we did with each other was be sneaky, tricky with each other. <laughs> like it was every man for himself. I'm going to find any kind of dirt against you. I can. Jesus Christ. I'm going to read your fucking diary and I'm going to tell mom. Oh, fuck. And it's not a mystery. See, Laura was the exact opposite. Laura was like the Don Draper of uh, I never think about you at all. Where <sighs> like if I put something down like that, she would never even pay, take the time to look at it. Well, how are you going to get? You know what you do all the time that drives me fucking crazy? Because all I want to do is look at it. Is you don't close your... Um, like you don't. Turn I know off you've your mentioned phone. that to me a th- one thousand times. I just feel like I'm going to see something that 
you don't want me to see that I don't want to see that I'm going to get then see. Like yeah, because you message. love to look at people's phones. No, but I won't do it. I don't do it. I don't do it. Although I was at Joe DeRosa's house the other night and he had um, <laughs> like a stack of uh, checks, you know, like to deposit. And oh, I was yeah. like, can I look at your checks? <laughs> and I was just like, what's that? Who's this for? What's this for? Like, I totally did that. And I was like, that might be rude. I'm sorry. Well, he would tell, but That's you know, Joe is a good enough friend. He, he said, would I would you. tell you if I, I would say no, if I didn't want you to. And I said, I wouldn't have asked you if I knew you wouldn't care. So. Yeah. 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 <laughs> That's really funny. I love looking at people's like weird per diem, not per diem, but um, what's it called? Residual checks. Uh-huh. Yeah. That's where weird. it's like, why did you get a check for $4.94? <laughs> right. Where in China did the show you were on for three minutes play? I still get checks from the Drew Carey show. Shut up. It's insane. But they truly are That's like crazy for nine cents. That was so long ago. It was over 52 years ago. <laughs> it doesn't make sense. It was 52 years ago tonight. <laughs> tonight. Oh why is Drew Carey on your porch? <laughs> All right. Listen. Look. Look and listen. In a fucking stunning coincidence. Ooh. We are going to remain. <gasps> On, on the island? On the fucking... You, you and me and Steven are on the fucking Coincidence Island. Yes. Tonight. Yes. We're the only inhabitants. Because <laughs> we're about to fucking do the Galapagos Affair. Oh, island time. Island fucking time. Shit. Now, just so you know, I'm on this island, but I'm not here to make friends. <laughs> Good luck, players. I'm going to throw you under a bus. <laughs> Literally. Okay. Okay, wait. Is, sorry, real yes. quick. There's a documentary about this, right? Yes. I've been told to watch this documentary probably 50 times and I, and I hear it's amazing they were right everyone okay. was right okay I know we're like shut up I know everything and, I know. you know like you know it was, it's fucking good okay great okay. but I'm gonna need your help with so like every character in it looks so much not like anyone okay that I can't describe them by saying they look like a young so and so great so and you're good at that so I'm okay. gonna need your help I even showed events and I was like who does this look like to you and he's just like my friend Dave from college <laughs> no no <laughs> you did get one good one okay okay so, can I just tell you sorry tell me always you get giving me a job I you just you just picked up the second grader inside of me and made me sit up real tall like Karen, I have a job get your crayons I love it. I'm ready I okay. can't wait Let me, um, all right okay here we go all right let's just start okay, okay. this is what's gonna happen so right. this this story is told by the inhabitants of this story, like based on the letters that everyone wrote, Ooh. the books that were later that they later wrote about it. So what is fact and what is someone else's story and isn't true and is true is like left up to fucking conjecture. Amazing. Or some word that sounds like that. Yes. Um, so but here's what we know. And here's how we are going to do it. And just really quick. That's all. The only the way we tell all stories is just through the eyes of either pol- the police or a mm-hmm. reporter or a family member like you always forget that because you're like no this is fact right and when we do our research we try our best to find stories that are like to look for the stories that everyone is telling and then piece together what sounds like the most plausible based on what we're telling you and so we're fucking wrong too probably so oh. we're adding to that guaranteed so but we're right always um floriana island Let's start there. It's one of the islands that make up the ar- archipelago. Archipelago? Archipelago. Didn't know that word before I heard it on... Oh, uh, well, let me say this podcast. Hold on. Archipelago. Great. Thank you to the podcast, The Conspirators. Nice. <laughs> for telling me how to say that. Archipelago. All right. 
So here we are. Archipelago uh, that makes up the Galapagos Islands formed by volcanic eruption. It's like another little tiny cluster of islands like near Ecuador that were like that you're in the middle of fucking nowhere. Okay. Um, Let's see. Uh, uh, Floriana is named after Juan Jose Flores. He's the first president of Ecuador during his, his administration. Ecuador was like, you know what? The Galapagos Islands are ours. Goodbye. Wow. And they're like, okay. The islands are, of course, known for their unique and wondrous creatures like giant tortoises um, that are used as an inspiration for Charles Darwin's The Origin of Species. Mm -hmm. That's what everyone knows knows it for, you know? The island, some motherfucking, there was like all these like Europeans and pirates and people who would take over this little island of Floriana. Then one dick was like, I'm going to um, play a joke and I'm going to light a little fire. And it ended up burning the whole fucking island down. No. And um, it's, he, let's see. That's not a funny joke no, at all. No, it's the helmsman of the Nantucket whaling vessel, the Essex in 1890 does that. And the captain of the vessel swore retribution on the, the culprit. And but then the ship is rammed and sunk by a sperm whale, and uh, that's when Herman Melville got his fucking idea to write Moby Dick. Shit. Yeah. So there's like history. Wow. You know what I mean? But like, don't burn a fucking island down, you dick. Especially not an archipelago. An archipelago. <laughs> archipelago. Okay. By the 1920s, Ecuador is broke, and they're like, we need some fucking money. Um, let's let's sell the islands to help with our economy. So uh, then Europeans are like, great, let's go buy some of these islands and fucking live there. Uh, it's you know post World War One. There's an economic cra- like crash, and everyone's freaking out. So that brings a wave of European settlers. Um, and they want to buy the land and they want to live on a tropical island paradise, like mm-hmm. this idea that this is going to be paradise. So two of those people are Dr. Frederick Ritter, who's 43, and his lover, who's 15 years younger than him, Dora Strouch. So she's a teacher and a bored fucking housewife. They're from Germany. And they had met there when Dora had become a, a patient of Dr. Uh, Friedrich Frederick. So they had met when Dora had uh, became a patient of Dr. Ritter. He's a dentist, I think. Mm -hmm. And uh, she had, Dora had been diagnosed with MS and all of her doctors were like, it's incurable. You can't do anything about it. Fucking deal with it. Goodbye. But Dr. Ritter was like, "Uh, fuck that shit. He believed, he was like super into uh, Nietzsche. Oh. And he was like, here's, uh, Here's what's going to happen. If he, he believed in the healing power of thought, he mansplained to her that she didn't have to submit to her illness and she fell in love with him. He fell in love with her and, uh, they decided to leave their spouses for each other. Wow. He looks like Steve Zahn, you know? Nice. You know what I mean? I love Steve Zahn. Like a rugged Steve Zahn. Oh. Like a rugged 1920s. Like, Like, um, did you ever see Sunshine Cleaning Company? No. Um, he's Steve Zahn in that movie is a cop. Okay. So he's insanely yoked. Yeah. He's like no longer hippie Steve Zahn. He's like, he's evil cop Steve Zahn. Okay. He's like Steve Zahn and Popeye had a baby. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And she looks like a young Emma Thompson. Okay. Okay. That's a nice combination. Right. So Dr. Ritter, he's an eccentric. He studies, he studies Nietzsche, uh, like any good angry hipster I wrote. Sure. Because it's like, oh my God. Like if you went on a date with a guy who was like, I'm really into Nietzsche. 
I'd be like, oh, wait, sorry, really quick. That's my friend over there. And I would fucking run as fast as I could. <laughs> exactly. Faker. Faker. Bye. Um, so he's into his philo- philosophical principles and his advocacy for a natural life and a vegetarian diet. And they want to go to an idyllic Pacific Island existence. He just fucking hated modern life. He was like, get me the fuck out of here. Everyone walks too slow. This sucks. <laughs> I don't want to be a doctor. Let's go to a tropical <laughs> island. Yeah. Let's get the fuck out of here. Everything is like all about buying, buying shit. It's impersonal. It's valueless. I hate it. Okay. I can get behind that. Sure. Sure. And Dora... <laughs> What was that character? Sometimes it's fun to live a valueless life. Oh, okay. Um, So Dora is like, fuck, you know, she's 15 years younger. She's like, oh, my God, this guy is the smartest guy ever. I'm obsessed with him. I'm in love with him. Um, He looks like Steve Zahn. He looks like Steve Zahn. So she also hated this bougie lifestyle. She didn't want to be a fucking housewife for the rest of her life. And she was pissed off that she had this, like, disease that was, like, ravishing her body and her I guess her husband might have been a dick so uh, she said that existence poisons the spirit which isn't just mere existence no 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 that existence the, oh, oh the that lifestyle yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> sorry <laughs> you know <laughs> uh, so she calls Dr. Ritter her teacher and her guide and her fate uh oh I know right she got a bad yeah uh, wanting to leave civilization they decide to leave their spouses and they said, do the spouses take care of each other? Oh. Which like, don't do that. Then you're like looking across the room at some stranger. Yeah, you're you're like, just like, I oh, guess. really? What uh, do you like? Yeah. So they leave their spouses. They get the fuck out of Germany. And they travel to the uninhabited Floriana, where they could indulge in his raw food theories. <laughs> oh, no. Uh-huh. Uh, and he could write his magnum opus, which is a philosophical theo- theothist book. Uh, and then i wrote and where he could mansplain her in privacy (laughs) now if you're a doctor that's not mansplaining that's you know way more than a dentist a person oh okay (laughs) all right and does he just because you're a doctor and you like memorize some fucking medical books well yeah if if you're a doctor talking to a patient that's not mansplaining. yeah but it's now his fucking lover right you know but she was just like, just tell me more. It's a lot of editorializing. <laughs> <laughs> okay, fair enough. Uh, just putting it out there. But okay, so the pair lived by the strict Nietzschean principles that uh, Dr. Ritter had imposed on them, including nudism, vegetarianism. <laughs> I hate these people so much. They're like, he sucks so hard. <laughs> She went with him for some reason. She's like young and thinking. I don't think she's that young. I think oh. he was 43 and he's 15 years younger. So how many years is that? That's 30. So she's like late 20s. Yeah. So she's not that young. Yeah, she's not like a innocent 17 yeah. year old, yeah. you know. But I get it if you have some kind of disease where you're just like, yeah, oh, wait, yeah, yeah. I better grab life while I can. Sure. And this person is telling me that I can overcome this disease where everyone else is like, great, you're an invalid now. And she's like, I want this. Yes. And I'm sick of this boring lifestyle. I think her husband was a dick. She's like, fuck this shit. Okay. I get it. Listen, I'm, I'm behind it. In my early, like late 20s, the fucking dudes I had crushes on. Oh, it's all like Kierkegaard and fucking veganism and shit where you're just like, you're so different and new. Yeah. Smoke pot all day. I love it. Oh, my God. This is groundbreaking philosophies. <laughs> Good job, everybody. You're not. Amazing. It's not that you're lazy and right. in a band. It's that you're a genius. It's not that no one will hire you. It's that you don't care about money. I get it now. I also don't care about money. I have to pay rent again. Yeah. Okay. I'll do it. Sounds good. Great. Right. 
Someone got to care about that money. Okay, but here's what our exes didn't do. Oh. So he had this, Ritter, Dr. Ritter, the dentist, had this obsession. He had a, he was also really into obsessive mastication, <laughs> which is exactly what it sounds like. Chewing. Chewing a fuck ton. <laughs> a fuck ton of chewing. Now, you know you're supposed to chew 35 times per bite. Did you know that? I didn't and I don't do that. I rarely do it but every once in a while I'll remember and then I start counting it's and then I'm so like so many bites this is insanity yeah. yeah yeah I hate it I remember reading sorry I remember reading an article sorry this is no sorry here I read an article called chew your juice one time that oh. was like you need to do that to juice as well as food where it's like because your your saliva acids needs to break down the thing <laughs> I was just Shut like up. none of this and then I'll never get cancer yeah and no. then I'll be beautiful yeah. forget it yeah forget it it's the like it's like the brushing your hair a hundred times thing where it's like but some people are like no it'll break your hair and it's like can everyone just shut up yeah or how about I just do whatever yeah how about I do my best <laughs> so and my worst yes and his worst was that um so we burped at the same time just now (laughs) our burp cycles are matching up oh my god so sorry i'm not talking anymore no no no. keep talking because yes you are because i'm about to tell you some shit okay Okay, so this rule is obsessive mastication rule had destroyed dr Ritter's teeth so the dentist yeah (laughs) so before they left germany for this fucking island he was like there's not going to be dental shit on this island so he pulls all his teeth out what and he instead gets steel dentures <laughs> stainless steel dentures no 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 before no. leaving germany <laughs> so he's got a fucking mouthful of nothing so he is a bond villain uh-huh on an uh, on an uninhabited island and a nudist do you think like what if like they were leaving the night before and then he did that and she was like oh shit oh i already told my husband to go off with his wife this might have been a mistake shit i gotta go through it now yeah okay so uh not surprisingly though dr ritter is actually like kind of a bully he refuses they get to the island great yeah he refuses to allow dora simple pleasures that his philosophical principles did not like coffee and her teeth no once on the island he preemptively removes her teeth as <laughs> no, well no. with garden tools. <laughs> and together they share his set of dentures. No. When they need to eat. So then they have to sit there toothless while the other one chews multiple times. And like pass it back and forth. Like my my mom and her boyfriend do the, the cute thing where they like have his glasses and she hands them to and they look yes. at a menu together with yes. their glasses. Very sweet. Adorable. And now imagine that with fucking teeth. <laughs> This is, we have just gotten to this island and I'm so disturbed. It doesn't matter what happens after this. It gets so much worse. He also just, okay. Just like the whole story, just just remember that they don't have teeth. Be, be, because why, you, you could have moved from like, where where were you? Cologne, Germany? You, why yeah. didn't you just move over to Berlin and just sure. test it out Go for to, two months? What's the island, the English, where they have the cows and Guern- shit? Guernsey. Guernsey. Go to Guernsey. <laughs> Like, you don't need to go to Galapagos. Yeah, do a test island first. Which, exactly. Ireland. Like, even even there's, like, a Galapagos Islands, Santa Cruz. It's, like, kind of inhabited by, like, a bunch of Norwegian people. It's, like, people are just doing their best there, but it's not, like, you can just be your own person. They were, like, fuck no, and they went to this fucking place where the closest neighbors were 60 miles away. And it's also... I don't know. Okay. And it's also not, like, 
it's not paradise. If you look at the the uh, this documentary and these photos, it's like this crazy rocky lot, like black lava rock beach with yes. like sticks and stuff. And then <laughs> they get and then they get there, and uh, they're like, "Great, we're just going to plant food and stuff, and it's going to be amazing." But it turns out that it's hard to live on an island because they had to. Where did I put that? Okay, it's actually constant fucking labor instead of the uh, life of contemplation that Dora had uh, envisioned. So a year. uh, Okay, so they said they were like, we want to be fucking Adam and Eve. Sure. Great. So a year and a half in, finally, their Eden is starting to come together. Um, Dora had tried to keep up with Dr. Ritter. I'm calling him Dr. Yeah, Dr. Ritter. Yeah. Cause he's like, you know, Popeye and she's like, what's up? I have MS, right? But she's like, and no teeth, MS and no teeth. And he keeps telling me how it's like mind over matter. So like, I can't, you know, I can't be sick. He's, I can't imagine he's a guy who's going to bring you like a fucking cold washcloth when you are. No, just imagine a cold washcloth on your forehead. Why do you need a real one? Right. Also, there's no cold water here, so calm down. <laughs> All the water is boiling hot. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. There's no... Okay. But, you know, he's not going to baby you. Yeah, You know, clearly. like the way we all kind of need when we're sick is we just want someone to be like, what can I bring you? He's like, do you have any more teeth I could pull out? <laughs> do you just, did I leave one in there? I'd love to pull at least five more teeth. There's got to be something. Um, so it turns out uh, that Dr. Ritter's mansplaining bullshit had not <laughs> cured Dora of her MS yeah which would flare up and make it hard for her to do any manual labor and like they're pulling like in the documentary they're pulling trees down and carrying the giant banana stalks and shit yeah um but that only made Dr. Ritter pissed off that she couldn't get it fucking together and ignore her MS (laughs) (laughs) ignore her fucking she couldn't Nietzsche her way out of MS yeah oh this is like when you pick a bad boyfriend to get away from your current friendship group, yeah. you know, sometimes that happens. You're like, no, I just need to be with him all the time because you're sick that. of the people that you're spending time with. You're sick with. of the life you have. Of like, Mine was like going to like, <laughs> you know, dancing and going to clubs and drinking fucking Long Island iced teas. Yeah. So I found a boyfriend. I'm like, bye. No, I'm all about this guy now. Yeah, and yeah. then it's like, but you didn't move to an island. I moved to San Francisco. Ooh, same thing. Yeah. Same thing, actually. Yeah. Well, so you know exactly what Dora's pain is all about. How are your teeth in San Francisco? Well, they're, these are all fake. Look you at them. These? They're huge. <laughs> I can't get over it. No, you shouldn't get over it. It's so nuts. Ladies. Okay. Ladies, look and listen. So Dora in her writing complains that uh, Dr. Ritter, his name's Frederick, but it's Frederick, but I don't want to, you know, say it wrong. Let's you, call him Fred. Because it like, it's the European spelling of Frederick? Yeah, but it's okay. not Frederick. Fred's good. Let's call him Dr. Fred. Okay. Okay. She's like, fuck Dr. Fred. He's dissatisfied with everything I do. Um, he's stern with her even when she's sick. And he would write home a, and he would only speak of her negatively in his letters, Ugh. being like, she can't keep up, blah, blah, blah. It's like, bitch, she came to a fucking island with you. Yeah. And took her goddamn teeth out. <laughs> um, she can't. I love this and it doesn't need to be in here, but she's like, I can't find kindness and patience with Dr. Fred. So instead, she'd be beca- like her burrow, her donkey becomes like her best friend. Oh, no. And there's like video of her playing with this like sweet donkey. It's like a dog. And they're like 
playing and dancing and like oh my god it's her baby <laughs> so sad. it's like her baby it's so cute oh no um and then fucking uh dr fred gets pissed off about how she loves animals he's Uh-oh. like mad about it yep yeah exactly that's and, a nietzsche was big into animal abuse right <laughs> and then i wrote this but this bitch took her teeth out for him and he can't even baby her once in a while <laughs> I want to know how long they were together before they left Germany. Oh, that's a great question. If it was like six months, if it was like three weeks. And if they were together and hadn't left their spouses yet, so they had never like spent that real night together or like a week together or even a weekend. Which is what ha- used to happen to people all the time. Yeah. Be like, I'm super in love with this person, but you've never spent the night with them Exactly. Before. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Okay. So they write letters documenting their lives on the island. They send, they send home and they send to a newspaper in Berlin who publishes these letters. And without them knowing it, uh, they become fucking like kind of famous oh. as the Robinson Caruso of the Galapagos Islands. Oh no. So they're like on the cover of newspapers being like, look at this like modern day Adam and Eve. And they're like living off the land and it's paradise. And like everyone's talking about how incredible this is that they're doing this. <laughs> Cause they didn't no even one's know. smiling in any picture. Yeah. That- <laughs> <laughs> um, when they find out they're famous, they're fucking pissed off about it. And the press had grand, uh, grandized their lives on the island and called them eccentrics and philosophers. It's like this, you know, noble thing they're doing and not, they don't write about probably how bad they smell. I'm guessing <laughs> that donkey's like, I'm going to stand over here. For yeah. A while. Even the donkey's like, oh, Giddy. so, uh, a sh- even a ship full of scientists from America, uh, from the U.S., who were documenting all the exotic animals throughout the Galapagos stopped by Floriana just to see the, quote, modern-day Adam and Eve. So they were like, we got to add this as a stop on our way. These, like, famous fucking, this couple. Like a cruise ship would go by? It's like their big yacht. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, so yeah. they were, they all, the scientists got off the island and they all made friends and, you know, it was a positive thing. Even though Dr. Fred was like, but I don't want any more visitors. But, and then he just like opened his lips. <laughs> I don't want any more visitors. Stainless okay. steel. <laughs> glare, steel glare. teeth. <laughs> okay. So three years into their life on the island in the summer of 1932, a fucking schooner arrives carrying uh, Heinz Whitmer and his wife, Margaret, who's five months pregnant Ugh. onto the island. And uh, Heinz's son from a previous marriage named Harry, who's a teenager. So his Harry's uh, Harry had fragile health and uh, he had gotten sick, re- sicker recently and they had been reading about these adventures in the fucking tropics so they were like fuck this let's get out of here and bring our family and go live on this island uh they were also german they had sold all their possessions after reading about this stuff and were like we're gonna do this (sighs) once they pull up onto the beach they were like oh shit this is not what we fucking thought it would be they find a a desolate island with only one stream so heinz and margaret are uh, like comparably very normal like they're a normal couple with normal wants etc and the doctor and dora are like this is the most boring couple that could have come to this fucking island (laughs) like we're not gonna have they say to each other as they pass teeth back and forth (laughs) yeah you're right they're boring they're the boring ones fucking lunatics so when the um when they 
so doctor, the doctor and Dora start fucking blah blah blahing about Nietzsche. The Whitmers are like <laughs> double what the fuck. <laughs> this fucking these are not normal people. These people are bananas. And they're like, we what did we do? We shouldn't have come here. And then Margaret also, who's five months pregnant, she expected that this dude, Doctor Fred, would fucking doctor her oh. and help her with her pregnancy. Dude, just like for free. You know? And a dentist. And he's a dentist. I'm not 100% sure he's a dentist. It said it in some of the shit and some of the others. It didn't. Okay. Uh, but it's, it is, that's a mistake you could make where it is yeah. still counts as a doctor. Right. You could be a doctor and be a researcher. You could be a doctor right. and be like, no, I just wrote a super long paper. Yeah. It doesn't mean I know how to I'm deliver your baby. <laughs> yeah. Yes, that's true. Yeah. So, uh, and and Dr. Fred was like, I don't want to be a fucking doctor anymore. Fuck you, normal woman. You think I'm going to deliver your fucking baby? Um, and then... Da, 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 da. Yeah, they can't be too normal if they just shut their whole life down and then we're like, oh, we're going to go live with people from a magazine. Well, it almost like, seems like they had this like fantasy of what it was going to be like and it was not like that at all. Um, and of course, Dora immediately dislikes Margaret, the pregnant woman, because she's content to be a housewife. Like, it's, you know, just be a mother and a wife. That's all she wants. Yeah. So it's immediately like disdain for each other. So uh, Dr. Fred's, of course, pissed to have these boring, uninvited guests. So he uh, is like, yeah, let me show you where you can stay. And he like walks them for like an hour <laughs> to these caves where pirates used to live. And he's like, here's your home. Goodbye. And like leaves them there to fucking fend for themselves. <laughs> Such a dick. Uh, these are guest caves. Goodbye. Um, there's yeah. towels in the way back. They yeah. look like bats. But don't even pay attention to that. <laughs> don't worry about it. Uh, but it turns out that the Whitmers are good at island living, uh, and quickly their little enclave is thriving. Oh. Which, of course, pisses Dr. Fred off because that they didn't have the same experience. Well, you know what it is, is that they had three sets of teeth. <laughs> and that's the key to island living. You gotta gnash. You gotta be able to gnash you if can, you want to. Okay. If you want to thrive on an island. We've always said that, you and I. You and I, that's basically. <laughs> Our fucking tagline for this podcast. Uh, Okay. So they're doing well at the caves. They're doing great at the caves. Pisses Dr. Fred off. But quickly, they kind of fall into this understanding of like, you know, they're not besties, but they are, they're doing okay. They're neighbors, you know? No one loves their neighbors. True. And everything kind of settles down and everyone settles into this life. Fine. Great. And then the fucking Baroness shows up. The Baroness? The fucking Baroness. Is that my part? This is where Karen comes (laughs) in. Karen comes in, no joke, riding a fucking donkey. (laughs) A a, second donkey? Yes. Oh, hell yes. Yeah. yeah, She didn't steal the other one. Dora's donkey. I think so. I don't know which. I tried to find this fucking happy donkey, like the friend donkey. So like the name of it. And I couldn't find it anymore. Let's call him uh, Clive. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Okay. Clive. Uh, da, 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 da. Okay, she comes up. This woman gets there. She is the Baroness Eloise Werborn de Wagner Bosquet is her name. Hell yes. But we're going to call her the Baroness, the Baroness. Although I do love the name Eloise. Uh, she comes to this fucking island. I think she'd been reading about it as well in the newspapers. And because and, she's also German. She said she's from Vienna. And she's like, guess what, motherfuckers? <laughs> I'm opening a luxury hotel for American millionaires, millionaires on this island. <laughs> What's up? Here I am coming in on a donkey. Margaret's the first one to see her. She 
fucking pulls up. She's got like a gun, uh, and sh- and she is flanked by two men that are both her lovers. Yes. Yeah. My role of a lifetime. And she looks like. All right, here we go. Here's where I need your help. Okay. Okay. Hold on. Stephen. Yay. This is my favorite story of all time. Okay, tell me. I need you to tell me what she looks like, and I need you to tell me also if she kind of looks like me. She has my mouth. Okay, these fake teeth I have. <laughs> she has them straight out of Galapagos. <laughs> All right, so this is she. Here she is. Okay, with her two lovers. Sweet. I'm so into two lovers. Just get it going. Whoa. Okay. Yes or no? She kind of looks like me. I feel like it's like a Clea Duval. You know who she looks like who? is Maggie Gyllenhaal. Totally. Straight up. You are much, much prettier than Aww. this lady. The Baroness. Thank uh, you. The Baroness is so funny. She totally looks like Maggie. I knew you'd know this. Yeah, this is my speciality. That's Maggie Gyllenhaal. Do you want to see the Toothless Wonders? Yes, please. Oh, wait a second. I'm just going to say her lovers look like... Um, I was going to say a, the blonde one looks like uh, Prince Charles, a young Prince Charles. Yeah. <laughs> no, you can do better than that. Well, it's the ears. You nailed that. Okay. Because he's tall and skinny. Um but he actually looks like James Cromwell, the actor James Cromwell. Yes. Uh, LA Confidential. They're, they're like, can you believe James Cromwell was this hot when he was young? Yep. Like, that's Babe, what he looks like. in the city. Definitely. Then this guy in the front. No one I've ever, like, maybe a Steve Martin character? Yeah. <laughs> like, a, like from he the jerk? T- he totally has Steve Martin face where it's like squinty eyes, but also standardized good looking. It's like a Steve Martin doing a character. But he has that like weird curly wavy hair. Yeah, he has very twenties hair. It looks like yes. he he puts a headband in to make it look like that. A hundred percent. Let me find um Also, me- I don't doubt that those two guys might not look for oh, the affections of each other every I think, once in a while. I think we all slept in a bed together, if you know what I mean. I think these guys kicked off pansexuality eighty years before yeah. it was cool. Well here so here's the thing. Okay, here's here's um what did it Steve Martin? Uh, no, no. Uh, Buscemi. No, the the <laughs> guy who is, I said the toothless people look like. <laughs> oh, yes. Yes. Doesn't he kind of? Um, how come we can't remember? Steve Vaughn. Eric Vaughn. Vaughn. Steve Zahn. Zahn. <laughs> You're thinking Vince Vaughn. <laughs> yeah, it he, looks. And then yeah, she's that's dead on. She's a young Emma Thompson, maybe. Yeah. I think there's something better there, but I can't figure out. There is something better, but you know what it is? Not a lot of actresses look like this woman because she had her nose is kind of big. Um, so you don't get yeah. very many mainstream actresses that look like this. But and, she, none, and mainstream actresses usually put in fake teeth after they pull them all out. <laughs> that's of right. They wouldn't go full dentures mm. for a man. Mm-mm. Um you know who he looks like, and maybe this is why you're thinking Emma Thompson. He looks like Kenneth Branagh. Who's that? She, he used to be married to Emma Thompson. <gasps> Remember that guy? No. Let me look. You know I don't know anyone. Oh. Kenneth Bron- Branagh. Oh, here he comes. Branagh. Let's see. Oh, yeah. Come on. Dude. Honk, honk. Guys. This is, right now, guys, I'm doing that when you pull the air for a semi-truck to honk mm-hmm. at you. She's doing honk, it. Honk, honk. So... And then the Whitmans, Whitmers are just so boring that they don't even, they're not going to look like anyone. Okay. You know? Yeah. You, you want to see them though. They're sure. They're just not. They just look any, but like anybody. They look like nobody and anybody. Okay. They're fine. I'm going to picture, um, those two people from the American Gothic painting. One guy looks like an old farmer. Oh my God. Is that it? Yes. <laughs> I'm psychic. Hug, you hug, d- hug, hug. <laughs> Give me that air horn. Air horn, bitch. Okay. 
blah, 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 the Hold on, I just have to say, guys, I've been drinking cold brew coffee <laughs> and I have lost my mind. Karen uh, came over. I'm out of water. So I was like, don't some cold brew. <laughs> and I was like, you pour it. I don't want to like make it for you because I know how hard it is. And she pours herself some and I went, oh, shit. Oh, shit. Like she poured that much in her. And, and I've only had half. You've only not even had half. So and yeah, this is the greatest experience this of is, my life. This episode is to warn you about the dangers of cold brew coffee. That's right. Can I tell you one of my saddest things that happened while you were gone? Yes. Really quickly. That side, you miss me. Sidebar. And then okay. I missed you. Okay. hundred percent. Okay. There was an estate sale close by mm-hmm. and they had a photo on the fucking listing of the case that when you that you'd get you'd see in health class when a cop would come for like dare or to like warn you of drugs the case that they opened up and showed you all the drugs (gasps) they had a fucking narc like narcotics example case yes and i fucking almost lost my mind i went early in the morning on like a thursday morning before therapy i was late to therapy (laughs) (laughs) i didn't tell her why but we have talked about my shopping addiction it's fine everything's fine uh, and it was gone already. Oh, no. And I was de- that's where I got you the fucking paint by numbers painting. Love- that thing is amazing. I really wish I had taken the price tag off so you didn't know it was fifteen dollars. <laughs> but I saw it and I was like, I have to get this to Karen. But like through the week uh, since you've been gone, uh, I've been like getting used to it and liking it. And I was like, do I give that to Karen? And then you came in. I was like, give it to Karen, Georgia. Calm down. You have everything. You're, and suddenly it's missing from the wall in my house. Yeah. I'm like, wait a second. That's <laughs> weird. God, that was. Just pointless. It okay. was, was super worth it. Boop, boop, boop. Da, 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 da. Uh, but they also go for like $400 on eBay, I found out since. What, paint by numbers paint? No. <laughs> the, just, the drug case, the drug suitcase. All oh, I, I want, bet. someone whose dad was a dare counselor, go into your basement. I promise you, you're going to have one of those. Like, there's a thing that calls that it says like a uh, heroin outfit and it shows like the heroin shit. Like a I spoon w- and a needle. And it's and- called a heroin outfit. <laughs> and then someone on my Instagram wrote, don't you hate when you go to a party and someone's wearing the same heroin outfit as you? <laughs> nice. <laughs> oh, I loved it. Okay. I want one. Anyways. Da, 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 two lovers. So her lovers are Ro- uh, Robert Phillipson and Rudolph Lawrence. He's the blonde guy. She's So uh, the Baroness is described as a flamboyant and ill-tempered woman. Hell yes. From Vienna. Okay. Uh, she both couples are on the island are fucking scandalized as shit by her and her lover's arrival she is way before her time like feminist as fuck she's brash and brazen uh she dominates her lovers who are uh by all accounts terrified of her (laughs) (laughs) but clearly turned on by it right i mean they they come to a fucking island with her you know um (laughs) she's most definitely a narcissist uh she yes she even later convinces those scientists when they come back on their yacht to like visit the island again. She convinces the captain to make a silent film with her, starring her. <laughs> and she's a man hungry pirate, pirateress, piratess. In, in the movie. In this silent film movie. Amazing. Which you, it is in the fucking, uh, documentary or you can just watch it online. Wow. It's, it's like a silent film. She's wearing like a mesh, like you can see her titties. Like, yeah. it's like a mesh shirt. Nips are out. Like, and apparently she walks around the island in a bra and underwear and doesn't give a fuck. Yes. Like with a fucking pistol and shit. Oh yeah. She sports a riding crop and an ivory handled pistol, pistol, which she's fond of pointing at people who displease her. 
Her name so is Karen endless. Kilgariff. <laughs> in another Let's life. do this thing. This is what you're going to be like as an old woman. I this think. is, I cannot wait. To well, he, we don't like this part, though. Okay. She liked to shoot animals in the leg so that she could have the pleasure of nursing them back to health. Ew. Monster. In fact, she once stole oh. a burrow, and I don't know if it's uh, Cleave. Clive. <laughs> Clive, you said. <laughs> I don't know if it's Clive, but she took a burrow from the do- Dr. Fred's house Mm -hmm. put it into the patio of the whitmers and uh so and then the whitmer was like i thought it was uh you know uh wild and shot it so like she's stirring shit up she's like kind of a she's yeah she's trying to mix it up on that island she has fun fucking with people of all the people that could land on that island the baroness shows up well she's like i'm gonna make a million bucks with this fucking isle or a hotel of mine amazing yeah so, da 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 da. Okay, Sh- writing crop, baby, blah, blah. Okay. She even chased visitors off the island one time, shot one, though he- she didn't kill him. Don't worry. <laughs> this, of course, pisses everyone else off. Uh, and she continues to do so by a- anytime, like, people would come by and passing ships and leave them gifts of, like, food and, you know, shit to help them live. She <laughs> would fucking be like, mine, bitch, and, like, steal it. Um, <laughs> With her boobs swinging back and forth. <laughs> Got it. Come and fight me for exactly. it. Exactly. And she would open their mail. And so the outgoing mail she would write uh, her own version of shit with her as the star so like the shit that went to the fucking newspapers would be like this baroness who's this hot fucking you know lady and so she became like the star of the island which of yes. course pissed everyone off well she she deserves it does she okay yes probably uh, she would change the wording of his letters and she became something of an international celebrity yeah, because she did. the public loved the scandalous tales of her so like like yachts would come to see her and bring her gifts and shit. I bet. Yeah. Uh, the, everyone else is like, fuck this shit. They complain to the governor of the Galapagos and he pays the, the visit to the island to be like, let me sort this out. Fucking totally falls for the Baroness's bullshit because she's course. charming as fuck. Yes. And he's like, uh, he grants her four square miles of territory <laughs> for her proposed hotel, inclu- <laughs> which includes that stream that everyone shared. Oh, the Whitmers and Dr. Ritter and Dora only get 50 acres each. Yeah, because they're not interesting. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I think Dr. Ritter and Dora are pretty fucking, or Dr. Fred and Dora are pretty interesting, but they're They boring. just took it in such a weird direction of, of removing their teeth. I feel like... They're boring in their interests. boring and they seem crazy. Like if And they think they're in- really interesting. Yes. It's like fake. The Nietzsche interesting is not truly interesting because that's not original. You're just yeah. reading something and repeating other people's ideas yeah. and then pulling each other's teeth out. And then in addition to that. Yeah. And listen, I'm probably saying Nietzsche wrong. I don't give a shit. Oh, I did. I said Nietzsche. I don't Nietzsche, know. Nietzsche. Listen, I didn't go to college and Look. I don't care. Look and listen. Can't Not care. interested. Okay. <laughs> boop, boop, boop. All right. So now here comes the email from Nietzsche himself. <laughs> How dare you? He's dead, Karen. <laughs> is he? Corrections corner. Do we know this for a fact? Does time exist? Is he? Is he an Ubermensch or not? Time is a flat circle. Isn't it? That's from True Detective. <laughs> no, is, is it? Yeah. Okay. So now sh- sh- shit hearts start sitting the fan. In 1933, the island is hit by a year long drought. So, of course, everyone's like up on their fucking crazy time. Yeah. You know? Sure. Um, that stream becomes very important, I would imagine. That stream becomes a trickle of fucking water. Oh, shit. Yeah. So all the plants and shit start to die. That's their food source, especially those fucking Nietzsche vegetarians over there, right? <laughs> they can't eat burrow meat. 
No. Mm-mm. The Whitmers blame the Duchess and her entourage for the drought because of the stream. Uh, Dr. Fred's pissed that so many people are on his fucking island. <laughs> the Baroness is fucking with both her lovers and pitting them against each other. Yes. Uh, her former favorite, the blonde guy, Rudolph Lawrence, uh, becomes like a slave and has to like build a hotel for them. He's like a whipping boy to her. <laughs> and he has to do all the difficult labor. Did I tell you that the hotel's called the Hacienda Paradiso? No. That's right. That's rad. That's also what your house is called now. That sure is. <laughs> Come to the Hacienda. <laughs> That's what your pussy is called now. <laughs> so many donkeys. No, edit that out. (laughs) Lorenzo, edit that out. Uh, Okay, and Lorenzo's barely fed enough to survive, and she lets her lover beat him as well. So she's letting one lover beat the other one while she starves him, Uh and he does all the work. Uh There's no way he wasn't into that somehow. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Like he's, that was definitely, that was sexual. Definitely, probably. Okay. So, and then there are rumors. So, like, Mr. Whitmer and fucking Dr. Fred are both, like, hate this woman. Yeah. But there's rumors of them both making regular visits to her fucking, huh-oh. Ding dong, ding dong. They're like, hey, I just want to come up and say, I saw your your boobies swinging on the (laughs) beach today. And I just want to say I'm a big fan. (laughs) And thank you so much. And so then probably the wives are pissed or the women are mad about that too. I mean, listen, I'm not going to be, maybe they're hooking up with her too. We don't know. Anything could happen. But you know, when there's like, especially at this time, a strong woman that's like bossy and caught making waves. Yeah. There's, that is a scapegoat waiting to happen. Plus like Dora goes there to, it's seemingly to be subservient to this man that she is so excited to have all for her, like to herself. Like when I was that young and I would date older dudes, I'd be like, all I want is to be somewhere alone with you and like for you never to look at another woman again. Right. Like just pay attention to me. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So and Which take is my teeth out. Impossible. Yeah. yeah. It's like, I took my teeth out for you, motherfucker. And then you learn that you have to become the person that the other person is like, all I want to do is be alone with you and be with you forever. That's right. So that you can go, mm, no thanks. Yeah. Or you both have that and then you're me and Vince. Oh my god! <laughs> Sorry, gross. Call the therapist and cancel all your future appointments. Doug, we're fine. <laughs> Next time I come here, it's all silver teeth. <laughs> it's shared silver teeth. You guys didn't do it. Please tell me you didn't do it. Elvis has turned into a burrow. <laughs> we name him Clive. Jesus Christ. Jesus Clive. Jesus Clive. Okay. Lord, da, 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 pissed off the Baroness. Okay, wait. Da, da, da. Okay. So, and Lorenz, this, the fucking whipping boy is like one took over the line or like you didn't listen to my safe word or something. Yes. He fucking gets the fuck out of there and goes to the Whitmers. He first goes to Dr. Fred and Dora and he's like, get me the fuck out of here. And they're like, no, no, we like the Baroness will be pissed at us. So he goes to this sweet Whitmers. We're like, they seem like a very sweet, normal family. She has her baby. They have children on the island. Like they're truly just trying to be like, it really seems like it getting away from it all. Let's get the young asthmatic to get some fresh air type of stuff. I think they had really good intentions and they were boring and normal and just like wanted to live this island life. Okay. So they do take Lorenz in, um, and that, of course, pisses the Baroness off because then Lorenzo tells them that she isn't a fucking Baroness at all. Oh, she's not? What? 
sorry. No, she's not. She had actually been a cabaret dancer in Constantinople during World War One. Yeah. You mean it used to be Istanbul and now it's Constantinople? Now it's Constantinople and it's Istanbul. Like, basically, she, yeah, okay. And then... Uh, I love her more now. She's insane. I love her. She had met and married a, a French merchant. Together they moved to Paris. Uh, it, this is a little foggy. Lorenzo might have been the like the man who put the money up for them to open a boutique in Paris or she just met him there I can't really tell but then uh, the other the whipping guy the other one uh, Philipson gets hired at the boutique and then she's like what's up you're my lovers yes and they're like is this included in the minimum wage right. that we're making <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> yeah um, so by uh, by March of 1934 the drought had already lasted for months and it's up to 120 degrees in the shade they Boo. say yeah no Very hot I am just that stupid Fucking cunt in the heat I can't deal with anything I can't deal with much Over 85 No it's 87 Mwah. Yeah that's fine And then leave me alone um, And Oof. of course All the food growing on the In the gardens die And a ship isn't showing up Like usually there's a ship Every you know month or two A ship hasn't come for months So there's no extra supplies And then one evening Dora hears uh, she's relaxing, trying not to sweat her teeth out. <laughs> she hears a blood-curdling scream of a woman in the forest. Uh-oh. Two days later, Margaret and Lorenz show up to her house. And this is according to her fucking story. So this, this is according to Dora? Yeah. Okay. So this is what she says happens. Uh, Lorenz and Margaret, so the fuckboy and the mom. Normal lady. And the normal okay. lady. They are, they show up and they're acting all like fucking cagey and like rehearsed and shit, right? Okay. And they're like, uh, hey, you know what? Guess what's so funny? The Baroness showed up at our house and she was like, hey, our friends just showed up on a yacht. So me and Philipson, the like current fuckboy, we're totally leaving the island to go to Tahiti for a bit. See you later. Like, see, I wouldn't want to be a. Oh, like they just fucking left. OK, they just left. So she divide up her stuff. Or? Well, exactly. <laughs> oh, and, and she said the Baroness was like, keep an eye on my shit or don't because I might not be back. Goodbye. And so Lorenzo Lorenz is like, well, uh, hey, uh, Dora, do you want to like buy this shit? Because I need to get money to get the fuck off this island now. Oh. Even though like maybe she'll come back or maybe she won't. Right. And Dora's like, we didn't see a fucking ship. Like you see a ship if it's coming in. Yes. We didn't see a ship. Yeah. Uh, so Dora goes with them back to the Hacienda Paradiso. <laughs> Wait, did they actually build that place or build a place? They built a place, uh, huts and things. And one of the, the like... The scientist who showed up was like, it was fucking disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> like, the sanitation was terrible. Like, it wasn't a Hacienda Paradiso okay. at all. That was just the name. Yeah. Okay. But so Dora is super suspicious, but she goes to the Hacienda with them, sees uh, a bunch of her stuff is gone because Margaret took it. So they like, Margaret has her really nice, beautiful, um, I guess they had like a, a tablecloth and shit. And then Dora goes into the bedroom and like freak has chills down her spine when she sees on the nightstand uh, the Baroness's prized possession sitting there on the nightstand that she never fucking left the house without. Guess what it is? Her whip? No, you're wrong. Mm. Sorry, you would her never. Her gun? No. How many not, guesses do I get? One more. It's not a weapon. Oh. 
It's a book. A tiara. It's uh, a book. What the book Bible? No. <laughs> you have two more guesses what book it is. Like, the, think of a book that, like, in college you were like, this is the book. And, like, I know this book. This is everything. It's not Catcher in the Rye because it's too. <laughs> that's not written for a while. But oh, it's like Catcher. Jest. No. <laughs> <laughs> it's the future copy of the Infinite Jest. Um, it's like, a, it's like, it's. Just it's tell those. me. I have no. Okay. It's the picture of Dorian Gray. Oh, yeah. Interesting. Okay. And that was her prize possession. Like that was her prize possession, her good luck uh, charm she carried with her everywhere, which is like such a college girl thing to do. Like, <laughs> oh my God, calm down, you know? It's, it's like, such a fake Baroness thing to exactly. do. Exactly. Um, and the camp is basically pillaged by the two families. Like they just take everything. <sighs> so shortly after Lorenz is like, I got to get the fuck out of here. So he hops in Nor- like a Norwegian comes by from Santa Cruz. He hops uh, his boat and later the fuck out of there. Okay. Sees that there's going to be a big boat on this other l- island. So he uh, is trying to get this fisherman to take him to that other island. And the other and the fisherman's like, well, no, because it's Friday the 13th and I refuse to fucking a boat on Friday the 13th. Oh. Lorenz offers him enough money that he says, okay. Wow. And they motherfucking disappear. No. Yeah. They disappear. Just the boat is gone and they're both gone? Everyone's gone. Whoa. Let's not worry about him right now. Okay. Because maybe he killed the Baroness and her lover. So like, do we care what happens to him? No, no, not necessarily. But it's just, I love a mystery. And the mystery too is like, who actually, the Baroness... And uh, this dude are never seen or heard from again. They don't show up in Tahiti. There's no boat that maybe came in Tahiti. Like, who who killed them? Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. So, personally, I think it's um, uh, Mr. Whitmer and Lorenz. But Margaret knew what was going on. Or, like, you know, sure. covered it up at the end. She was in on it somehow. In on it. Like, yeah. Okay. But who knows? Uh, and also they have these trees there, this wood there that you could burn and it would burn so hot that it would burn even bone. Whoa. Yeah. Okay. That's bad. So, um, all right. So that happens. And then like, this is the fucking dismantling of the island. This is when everything falls apart at this point, clearly. Then, so Dr. Uh, Fred there's like a pig and it's sick and he kills the pig and then he feeds the pig to the chickens and the chickens all die. Oh no. And they're like, let's not get rid of the chickens. Let's can the chicken. Cause if you boil the chicken long enough, it'll kill whatever the fuck the botulism that's in there and it'll be fine. We can eat it. It's fine. And they even offer some to the Whitmers and they were like, no, thank you. No way. But, um, they, but Dora is like, no, no, it's fine. Cooks the chicken. <laughs> My burrow Elvis is being a very bad boy. Okay. Da, 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 da. Okay. Cooks the chicken and you're like, wait, they're vegetarian, but all the fucking plants had died, so they have nothing really to eat but meat. They have to eat it. Yeah. She cooks the chicken. She feeds it to herself and Dr. Fred, and Dr. Fred immediately becomes super sick with botulism symptoms. Ooh. Like paralysis and difficulty breathing. Oh, His no. tongue gets all swollen and shit. She didn't, Dora didn't go to get Margaret to help her until like he was very, very ill. She's had it with him. She's fucking had it with him. She's like, okay, you're really sick. I'm going to get you help. But just as a test, do you want to eat a little more chicken? <laughs> just to test it out. And then she goes, look, I'm eating some too. And then she does the thing where you like, pret- <laughs> you turn your head to the side and you pretend to put it in your face and you drop it behind your shoulder. She steps look. behind a screen. Yeah. Look, I'm eating chicken too. It's like that uh, trick everyone's doing online with the dog blanket when they like do the blanket and they drop the blanket and the dog's like, where'd the person go? <laughs> it's like that, but with chicken, with botulism chicken. Sure. Just or like maybe that. just like two fingers making a rabbit. <laughs> 
<laughs> yes. Also, there's that one. That's easier. Let's name tricks. <laughs> <laughs> so by the time Margaret gets there, he can't even fucking speak. He's dying. Um, his illness progresses. It's getting worse and worse. Of course, in Dora's book, she, she writes about it. She's like, you know, we had this moment. He looked at me with this beautiful intensity. And we and I read Nietzsche to him. And he was like, mark that passage. That'll always remind me you of me. And all this like romantic shit. Margaret's like, fuck that shit. I get there. He can't fucking speak. He gets a pencil and starts writing some shit. Um, and uh, his final moments... And writes a note to Dora. It's so romantic. Are you ready for this? Uh-huh. This is like his, his last words. Okay. I curse you with my dying breath. <laughs> <laughs> Can you even? And she op- she probably opens her mouth and shows her him the lack of teeth. Oh, yeah? <laughs> oh, yeah? Oh, yeah? Dora? He's got the teeth now, motherfucker. Look, I know I'm laughing at people dying. It's terrible, but... Well, but this, this situation... Is this is not random violence this is not someone plot this is they've all chosen to put themselves in an, a situation that is insane yeah and it's like who do you think you are that you're going to go to the galapagos islands and like have a happy normal life i'm just so grateful that to live in the time where the internet came into existence <laughs> where you we all know now yeah. better than to yeah. just yeah just don't move to an island like buzzfeed will tell you the top 10 places to go in the world and you don't I, need you don't need a le- number 11 doesn't matter never galapagos that's 15 <laughs> men's minimums <laughs> so the body of uh oh so shortly after he curses her with his dying breath <laughs> Shortly after he curses her with his dying breath That probably smelled terrible Because his fucking gums were rotting I She'd bet. already taken those teeth out Ugh. It was all gums she was, I, I, Before she buried him I'm sure she took the stainless steel teeth And were like these are mine now mine. The missing Norwegian fishermen And Lorenz <gasps> are found It turns out like they must have Gotten into a storm and blown off course And landed on this other island Called Marchina Okay there are photos of their mummified bodies <gasps> washed up on the fucking shore. No. The fucking sweet blonde kid who was just like, all I want to do is kill my fucking tormentor and get out of <laughs> here. Like, that's all he wanted. But the Lord says no. The Lord was like, no, and we're taking this fucking innocent, innocent Norwegian fisherman. Who just was trying to do somebody a favor. Just needed the money. He had, like, kids and a wife and shit. <sighs> it's so creepy. It's like, the, the boat is this tiny little wooden schooner, and they're... they're mummified on the island they had some food but there was no water they died of thirst oh no yeah um and shortly after dr fred is buried on the island dora later is the fuck out of there and goes back to germany so everyone else you know dies departs or you know whatever the fuck bails bails shit happens to them i can't tell what's true or not okay um but even the the whitmers leave too no the whitmers fucking stay and flourish on that island <laughs> because it turns out they're dragons <laughs> <laughs> they are vampires and they have all their teeth and then some they have seven sets of lizard teeth exactly they they still populate the island whitmer people wow they built a hotel and shit like just like she fucking wanted yes and they were like you know what that was a good idea yeah you know what we're taking it and running with it margaret whitmer the fucking matriarch she passes away at age 95 in the year 2000 whoa on the fucking island whoa she stuck to her story that the baroness and her lover had hopped a passing yacht 
even though they were never ever seen again wow and that's the fucking uh galapagos affair i I'm gl- you know, turns i'm glad i never saw that documentary because that as, so a fresh, as a fresh your version <laughs> is the best experience this is a fuck i am a documentary <laughs> maker <laughs> i mean that's you it's it, if, if you just told me a series of lies it couldn't have been crazier than how what has this not been was. an episode of drunk history is this For is a real, drunk history this episode. is this is fully a drunk and cold cold brew coffee history <laughs> Oh my god Yeah Like I had always like Seen the photo And like known That there was this Like crazy story But there were so many names And I got confused And stopped paying attention Yeah To this story so many times So when I finally decided to do I was like This is gonna be great Because I'm gonna get my story straight This is a great fucking story To just yell at people When you're at a party Yeah, Drinking and you know Have you ever heard this Have yeah. you ever seen this documentary Because yeah. someone's gonna bring it up And you're like No And you're gonna tell them All the crazy <laughs> stories And shit you know That's like the best Oh that's so good also, it is that was a time where people I, we shot on them a lot, but th- up until I think that was the end of it. But that adventuring, you know what I yeah. mean? People going like, "I'm going to go there and start all over," or yeah. whatever. Like people really did do that for a long time. Well, what's really cool? So the documentary is called "The Galapagos Affair: Satan Came to Eden," which you're like, <laughs> "Calm down!" But that turns out that's what fucking uh, Dora's book was called. Dang! But they actually like in they. It's really good. It is really good. They interview uh, other families members who did go to the Galapagos to live and make like life there. So you kind of understand what motivated people. So it's it's a cool kind of it's a cool movie that tells that story. And narrates their letters and shit. It's really good. Amazing. But, uh, yeah. I curse you with my dying breath. <laughs> what a dick. Dang can we it. Get that, can we please get that on a balloon? <laughs> and I'm like a Mylar balloon at the grocery store. Can we ple- pr- please get that with, um, wh- you know, those half heart necklaces? Yes. <laughs> That's great. A greeting card. Anything. Shit, girl. All we want is some fucking, <laughs> I curse you with my dying breath. That is high-level storytelling. That was amazing. Thank you. Oh. Uh, what is your, uh, what do we call it? Fucking hooray. The fucking hooray. Well, oh, I do want to say, uh, this made me think of, it's weird that I did this because, uh, I'll do two. I'm going to do two, two quick ones. Okay. Because one is really fucking depressing. Okay. Um, Listen, I cannot. Well, okay. We all have to watch Nanette. I haven't finished it yet, so I can't plug it, but we're getting there. Yes. Right. Uh, I cannot tell you how triggering this, this thing I'm about to fucking plug is. Okay. So don't watch it unless you have therapy planned the next day. I almost called my therapist in the middle of it. Don't watch it alone and don't watch it if you have a history. Okay. Do watch it though. It's called The Tale. It's by documentary filmmaker Jennifer Fox. It's one of the most insanely beautiful movies I've seen. I know what this is. You know what I'm talking about? It yes. stars, uh, what's her face? Is it Alison Janney? No. Is it the other one? Yes. Uh, it's Laurie Metcalf? No. Close. It's, uh, you know, her, oh, she's so good. You know, uh, hold on. Sarah Paulson? Stephen, please. Oh, Laura Dern. Laura Dern. Shit. It stars Laura Dern. It's this woman, Jennifer Fox, who's a um, documentary filmmaker. That's what she does. And then she decided to make a movie about her ch- her experience as a 13-year-old being basically groomed uh, and sexually molested by 
someone she trusted and mm-hmm. her, and as an adult suddenly realizing that the narrative she had in her head of it which is that i had an affair with an older man yeah. is not what she fucking thought it was yeah and it's so well it's really really triggering and i normally wouldn't bring that up but it's so well done and so important and hit me in so many fucking places of my own mm-hmm. 13 year old issues yep that uh it's really beautiful but it is incredibly triggering like i would say watch it in pieces but yeah. it is an important a really important movie and i hadn't heard about it before this so i just wanted to i really do want people to watch it and it's i mean it's really moving wow yeah, I, he- I definitely heard about it, but that, um, there's also, uh, then Hannah Gatsby's, uh, comedy special, Nanette, that when I hear about those that seem like it's a heavy subject or it's a, you know, there's parts that are really, uh, hard to listen mm-hmm. to or there's lots of crying. When I, you know, sit down at night, these days I feel so stressed about the reality of the world that I am definitely a hundred percent in escape mode when I watch stuff. So I very rarely want to go into that heavy stuff, but I've had a couple people, especially about Nanette be like, no, no, no. It's very important that you see it. Yeah. It's like, stay off the internet for one day and watch this important thing that will empower you because it really, you know, Vince was out of town and I watched this thing alone and at 13 years old specifically, which is the same time period of this woman's life, I thought it was just an adult. I thought I was making decisions on my own. Sure. I, you know, made very poor decisions in my life and then you come back and you have to wrap your head around them and understand them, but it's so beautifully done. It kind of, um, every single woman you know will relate to it in some way. Amazing. And it's, and Laura Dern is just such a treasure. Oh, and then... <laughs> fucking jason ritter yes who's like he's the best i don't want to see him this way yeah he plays a creepy character in it but he apparently he like had to pause filming to cry sure and all these other little things that you're like i don't want jason ritter to be like this because i love him but it's almost makes him better because he then talks about it and they bring this important subject up and it is important yeah especially if you're a parent to a young girl or you know, boy, it's important. Well, and when I read that he played that part, I thought that's such brilliant casting because those are those wolf and sheep's clothing. Exactly. They never seem like the kind of person that would do that. Never. And they're, they're, they're the ones that can be like, I'll drive your kid home. No yes. big deal. I mean, yeah. And then Ellen Bernstein plays the mother. So it's, it's just like Burstyn. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to call her Bernstein bear. <laughs> Do you love how I just confidently say words like I don't Dude, care? Dude, that is the theme of this show. <laughs> confidently failing. <laughs> it's just a really, really, I just, I don't want it to go hidden because it's such a hard subject matter and so yeah. hard to watch because it really is important. Good. And uh, it, it did make me understand myself more. Good. Yeah. But it, but, tale. but if you have issues around it, you be careful watching it. Right. You know. Okay, cool. Yeah. All right. Oh, and also, hashtag or uh, epic lava flow has been putting me to sleep at night. What's that mean? <laughs> There's an Instagram called, it's just called epic lava underscore. And some dude who lives on fucking Hawaii, randomly, this is what I'm into lately, is just <laughs> filming lava flows. And it's the most relaxing thing you've ever seen in your life. Like mm. up close lava bursts and lava flows. And it's just really cool and relaxing. Because they had that, they had the a major volcanic yeah. eruption where, did you see those, like the video of the lava that's just coming down the street it's type of shit? like close up of, of that, which okay. I know is horrible. And it's like people's houses are being ruined and shit. But yes, it is. As, but as a 
you know, it's almost like um, ASMR for your eyeballs. Neat. Yeah. Yeah. All right, go. Um, God, I guess this was very exciting. On um, When I got home from vacation, I did have a bunch of stuff on my DVR that was waiting for me. Mm-hmm. And I really... I, I probably have given this one before because it is a British procedural, but is the British, there's season, I believe it's season four of Endeavor. Um, uh, and it is such a good British procedural. It takes place in the six, like the late sixties. I dig it. And I believe it's in Oxford. And he is, it's, you know, later on, there was a very famous, um, British series called Inspector Morse. Uh huh. So this is him as a young man, how he started, um, being a detective. And the guy, um, I want to say Sean White, but that's the, that's the snowboarder. (laughs) Oh no, you're Sean Evans. Sorry. Okay. His name is Sean Evans. And he is this, um, British actor and he's so good he's like this real this smart guy detective that listens to opera and you're just like oh you know the guy that you would have a crush on um in college and it's just a really well put together beautifully shot show so that was waiting on my dvr and then there's the new season of shetland which is another i believe that's um it's, it's Scottish procedural mm-hmm. and it's the, the visuals talk about ASMR for the eyes. Mm-hmm. The, I watch these shows and I'm usually asleep like 20 <laughs> minutes in because they take those long panning yeah. shots of like a Land Rover driving down Lush. an empty road with moors on either side oh, or whatever. The moss everywhere. It's so gorgeous. And then of course the sing songy, beautiful accents Ugh. of our friends in the UK. Um, so yeah, I just had a, and then I'll just re, I'll re up on CB Strike, which is okay. now the show. I've already given this as a fucking array, but it's now the show I wait for. I, I think it. that comes on either on Friday nights or Sunday nights. And I literally am waiting around for it because <gasps> I love the lead actor. I love the lead actress and it's so well done. Um, CB Strike on ugh, the one that BB Europe, <laughs> uh, the UK it stars. Oh, I think it okay. stars. Okay. It doesn't matter. All right. Um, so yeah, I, it's Cinemax. Of course, Cinemax. <laughs> Thanks, Steven. Cinemax, uh, when I grew up, was just the dirty channel. Uh-huh. Skinemax. Well, it's new. So, you know, this isn't your father's dirty, dirty cable wrap, channel. Wrap your head around it. Uh, yeah. So just a lot of good TV, I guess. I'm yeah. so vacation brained. Have it. And then, of course, vacation. Um, I love it. The song by the Go Go's. <laughs> All I ever wanted. Thanks for listening, you guys. Guys, this this has been uh, this has been a <laughs> real this has been a doozy. This has been a clusterfuck of an episode. This has been my favorite murder. We hope you didn't spit your teeth out laughing. <laughs> You're so I can, and please stay sexy and don't get murdered again. Goodbye, Elvis. Hi, want a cookie? Goodbye. Very good job.